1: New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year as well. What is the news story? The first horrible thing to happen since we last talked.
2: There hasn't been any major news other than uh, meta getting fined more than 400 million dollars. I think that's 360 euros by the EU. For what? For their ad targeting practices. That counts. The charge is that they forced users of Facebook and Instagram into consenting to uh, providing their data for ad tracking, which is a pretty big no for uh, the GDPR.
1: Yeah. Well, my New Year's resolution this year is to only use Facebook to go on Marketplace and look at things that I really want that have decent prices and I know are scams and then just decide that I'll buy it new. (laughs) Adam, what are
2: you going to do this year differently?
3: I'm actually going to freeze my son's credit.
2: I'm going to take a leaf from Adam's book here and freeze both of my kids' credit.
1: And that is what this show's all about, transparency. The only way to stay safe is to be open about what you're doing. And if the hosts of the show haven't done something that we've been talking about, it's a great example. It is a great example.
3: Okay, and it's done. Counts first. So welcome to What The Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people that go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Anchorman.
2: I'm Bo, cyber sweet something. I'm Travis, cyber nattering nabob of negativity.
1: Nice.
3: Is that Hoover or? Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew.
1: Agnew, that's right.
3: And today we hear a mystery of CUs, ACHs, and HSAs. Try saying that three times fast. Where are you coming to us from?
0: I live in Portland, Oregon.
3: Ah, sort of the almost land of Travis Taylor.
0: That's it's true. the exact
2: land of Travis Taylor.
0: <laughs> I think Travis is about a mile away from me.
2: Yep. So, what do you do?
0: I am a user experience researcher.
1: That's interesting. That's a different twist on the user experience stuff I know about. So, mm. as a researcher, you're are you interested in the psychology of user experience? Or...
0: I'm interested in, in everything. I'm interested in how to make uh, digital products more accessible to people. Uh-huh. Um, I'm interested into the psychology of how people use websites or digital products, apps, for example. It's interesting work and it's uh, new to me as you'll hear in, in my story. I just left a career in higher education mm-hmm. in December. So this is my first job outside of higher ed.
3: Was this where the story starts?
0: Yes. And I was unemployed for about six months while I was completing an online full-time certification program. So that's one of the reasons that I think I was scammed and scammed again was I was in this unusual employment period where I wasn't really looking at my banking information because I wasn't earning any money.
1: And you weren't collecting unemployment insurance?
0: No, No, because I... I left my job voluntarily, so okay. it was my, my choice to leave and I did not qualify for unemployment.
1: So there was no reason to look in there, really, or just to be sad, but not to really look in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, precisely. I um, So I bank with a credit union and I have with them a checking and savings account, but I, I don't use those accounts for everyday transactions. I use a Chase credit card and I just pull money from my savings account every month to pay it off every month. So... There's very little activity or transactions in my credit union accounts. Um, And so historically, I haven't monitored them very closely because I just directly deposit money into savings and just let it be. Um, And I don't use the debit card or the checks associated with those accounts because I earn great points through my credit card. So I prefer to use that for everyday spending. So for a lot of reasons, including the fact I was unemployed and there really wasn't anything going in, I just didn't think I needed to continue to monitor, especially my savings account, um, during this period of time where these um, scams occurred.
2: So when you say you got scammed uh, through your bank account, how did you discover it?
0: As I mentioned, I was unemployed for the first half of 2022 and therefore not really using those accounts. But in July, I'm happy to say I got a job and I decided To reevaluate my finances, you know, I had to set up direct deposit with a new employer. I had to decide how much to withhold for taxes, retirement, all those fun adult decisions. So I took a look at my bank account in detail for the first time in six or seven months. And the first uh, withdrawal that stood out to me, it was, I didn't recognize it, was from HSA Bank, HSA being Health Savings Account Bank. Mm -hmm. And it was an ACH withdrawal for $2,000 $2,000 uh, sometime in December of 2021. And I, you know, was like, I don't think I have an account or a health savings account. Um, never heard of HSA Bank. So I continued to look in my checking account and I saw that the first charge from them was in early December and it was like a 52 cent deposit and then a 52 cent withdrawal the same day. And then a few days later, $200 withdrawn. A few days later, $2,000 withdrawn. And then... Sometime in early February, $900 withdrawn. So that's a total of $3,100 from HSA Bank.
2: So it sounds like these smaller deposits and withdrawals were just testing the water at this point.
0: That's what it looked like. Yeah. I, again, hadn't noticed at the time, but then certainly you could tell that they got a little bit more courageous and kept taking more and more money directly from my checking account. I couldn't see anything, like a lot of details about the charges. I could see that it was from HSA Bank. I could see the amount and dates. Um, but the only other information provided was like a membership account that said like account number, asterisk, and then four digits. So that was the only other detail on, on my bank statement about these charges.
1: health savings account is, if you don't know, it's pre-tax money that you, the government allows you to put aside for health care and some employers will let you do that in exchange for not giving you health insurance or yeah. some other situation but um but it it is the way a lot of people get their health care and it, at least it's pre-tax dollars it seems to me like a great target
2: yeah definitely it's uh it's been on the rise for the last several years and all you need really is uh, someone's social which is out there yeah and a few other personal details about them and then you can Take it out. I think one of the main things, too, is that HSA funds roll over from year to year, and they earn interest, and they don't expire. So that makes them a great target. So just to recap here,
1: Britt, your savings account was siphoned off into an HSA, supposedly.
0: Yes, and and there were other examples of this. The HSA bank was just the first one I discovered. There was actually two other instances or or two other companies that appeared and were withdrawing money from my account. HSA was just the first one I happened to see and then continued to look through my statements and realize, oh, this was happening a few other uh, places as well.
1: Were they also health related?
0: No, they were not. They were finance and crypto related.
3: Oh, crypto.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So so one was one was finance. And by finance, should I take that to be like TD Ameritrade or Merrill uh, Lynch or
0: No, it was um a company called Acorns, which is like a, a an investment app. Yes. Yeah, Acorns. Okay.
1: All right. So Acorns was one. That makes sense. And then the other was crypto and was that through Coinbase or mm-hmm. somewhere else?
0: Uh Voyager, a crypto investment company. So for Acorns I noticed a reoccurring withdrawal of $3 every other week. And I knew I didn't have an account with Acorns, um, but I, I verified and checked. No, I never signed up. But I could see for Acorns, the charges were under a name. I was given a name and the last four digits of the account. So it was like Derek something. And those charges started around December and ran until the present time that I discovered them, July of 2022. So, you know, seven, eight months. And then for Voyager, that one was interesting because that one came out of my savings account. The other two were for my checking account. Voyager withdrew $5,000 from my checking or from my savings account. And it followed the same pattern. So 19 cents deposited and then withdrawn on the same day, then $5,000. And then I think a dollar was withdrawn a few weeks later. So those are the, the, those are the total of things that were withdrawn from my bank was HSA bank. Acorns, and Voyager.
1: And the amounts, they go from high to low. And they go from big numbers to a number that you would generally associate with testing Mm -hmm. an account to
2: see if you could take the money.
1: Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. sounds super random to me. How about you guys?
2: Uh, Not especially. If it starts off with a small number to test it, then you can take out a big number. And then maybe a month or two later, you take out another small amount just to see if that gets noticed. And that gives a signal to whoever it is that's siphoning off the money that... Uh, yes they still haven't noticed yet
3: it also could be that they're obviously as part of a boiler room different people are running tests mm. on things and then taking out withdrawals
1: yeah and then and they always do it that way where they'll do a test if it works to go to the next step
3: right so here's the deal i use yahoo finance i use it to make money because it works not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You gotta know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, I love the customizable charts, They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com.
1: This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
3: Brett, did you reach out to the bank like the minute you saw these charges?
0: Yes, which, you know, was six or seven months after most of these charges appeared. So, yes, I reached out to my credit union. I had done this before when I was traveling in Brazil like 10 years ago. My debit card got copied at an ATM. And so I had to make a report then of fraud, and it was super easy. I filled out the report. I got my money back. Done. In this case, however, I learned that there's a reporting window for fraud, and it's 60 days. So I learned of most of these charges seven or eight months after these charges. So I was well over that window for reporting fraud to my credit union. I didn't file a, a report. There was a brief investigation. They called and asked me if I knew the names associated with these charges, for example, Derek, so-and-so, and I filed a police report as they instructed me to. And my credit union initially said, no, we can't give you any money back because it's been longer than 60 days since these fraudulent charges, and it's your responsibility to be monitoring your checking and savings account, which I absolutely understand and take responsibility that that was my ignorance and lapse of judgment for not doing so. But again, you know, you look at the history of these of these accounts and I mean the only thing going in is my employment check direct deposit for my employer.
3: Should have been a red flag.
0: I mean I, I certainly recognize I have some personal responsibility to manage my finances and, and I I also now have set up and only learned after the fact that there is an alert you can set up anytime there's a withdraw or deposit into your account. So you can choose to get a text or email alert. I have those now. I'm not sure if my credit union has always offered that. You know, they're new to the digital online banking scene. So um, I've, I, I do wish or hope that they would have those kind of detections. But because it wasn't a credit or debit card fraud, I guess I don't know what to expect in terms of their monitoring of ACH withdrawals.
1: Okay, right along to the next thing. Did you find Derek and have someone large pick him up by the feet and shake the money out of his pockets?
0: So, yeah, that was for me very surprising. When I contacted my bank, they were like, we're going to contact HSA Bank, Acorns, and Voyager because we have account numbers. They, My bank could apparently see more information than I could. Mm-hmm. So... They're like, we will contact these institutions and ask if they will please give you your money back, which I was like, well, I'm pretty sure in the issue of Voyager, the crypto investment company, that money just doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. Mm, I think the real crime here is someone went through all that work and got nothing back on that investment. But uh, my bank said, you know, we'll contact them and we'll see what they're willing to do. And then it appeared my bank did nothing. My credit union never contacted those institutions. But I did file a police report. I did share the names and information that I had for these accounts. And probably to no one's surprise, I didn't hear back after filing a a police report. I was able to appeal the situation to my credit union. You know, I I wrote a very polite email and explained, like, I I know that it's been over 60 days, but could you please? This is a lot of money. It's a total of... $8,200. $8,200. And I've been unemployed for the last six or seven months. And so that that money really mattered to me. And I was able to get $7,500 back. Um, oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah, So not perfect, but honestly, because I, I knew that I was well outside the 60-day reporting window, I was happy to see any money back. And I was very grateful that my credit union decided to refund me the money that I, I lost.
3: Can you walk us through exactly how you got the money? money
0: back? So I completed an investigation with my credit union um, and they were able to confirm that these charges were fraudulent. They initially told me I wasn't eligible to receive the money back because it was outside of the 60-day reporting window. But I wrote a very polite email and just explained the circumstances. I explained that I was unemployed and I wasn't monitoring these accounts because I, I wasn't expecting any money going in. And so there was very little activity, I assumed, occurring in, in these accounts. And, you know, I I might have included a line like, I've been a loyal customer of your credit union for 13 or 14 years, and I've always been very financially responsible. Um, I, I feel a great shame that this happened to me. I'm, I'm usually very diligent about my finances. So could you please reconsider? And uh, a day later, they sent me back an email saying, we're able to give you Seven thousand five hundred of the eight thousand two hundred dollars and just for next time, please know that there's a 60 day window which lesson learned.
3: One of the things we know about credit unions is they tend to be very member centric. yeah and if you you know have a legitimate situation that really was through no fault of your own, although yes we all should be mm-hmm. as sensitive and alert as we can be, credit unions historically they stand up for their members. And this is an example where they, at least for the most part, stood up
1: for
0: mm-hmm. you.
3: This is amazing. It's amazing.
0: And I was saying that's a large reason why I am a member of a credit union. And while I do a lot of my day-to-day spending with a credit card for points, I've kept my savings and most of my banking in this credit union for that purpose. So I was glad to see that prove true in this case. And like I said, I feel really grateful to my credit union.
1: Now, I got we got to back it up. Could you, Brit, could you also be part of a bigger scam? Was the money being taken out of your accounts and put into a real person's HSA or crypto wallet as part of a scam
2: on that new person? It sounds like money laundering, which we've seen several times where scammers will daisy chain their uh, crimes um, just to make it harder to track and harder to recoup the currency. So the credit union is not chasing the money. They're just saying, OK, we'll help you out. And to that extent, too, I don't think the credit union is fully off the hook. I mean, it's great that they returned your money, or at least most of it. But at the same time, it sounds like they should have had some more fraud protection in place. Yeah. Especially if uh, money is whooshing out of an account and then into a crypto account. It's just like, <laughs> you would have thought someone there could have caught that one, or at least uh, they could have had.
3: I mean, They should have caught it, and I'm sure this would be of great interest to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau.
1: I think so, too, Adam, because, you know, one of the things that it, it suggests to me Is that, you know, yes, I have those transaction alerts set up on my accounts, Britt. So I see when something's going out, something's going in. My account, my bank actually tells me the day before it happens, we're going to send, you know, X amount of money to your auto loan. And I say, if I said, don't say anything, they do it the next day. And, And so it exists. So the question I have for this mythological finance regulator that we're going to have to ask to fix this um let's call that person elizabeth warren or the cfpb or something like that why don't banks just have this on as default they should read yeah it exists why have asked someone to turn it on when you can just have it work and if it bugs you if it really bugs you to have peace of mind if you want to live in the chaos of not knowing if your money turn it
3: off then opt out right
1: But in this instance, they would have saved the money that they they sent back to Brit, which is not an inconsiderable amount of money to you or me, but I mean, to the bank, possibly it is, but it's not a small amount of money. And it it was an avoidable loss.
3: And $145 after that. Medication costs are
2: separate. That's ro.co slash adam. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Let's go to the part that interests me. How did you get scammed? What was the chink in your armor that allowed a scammer to get scammed? into your accounts?
0: I don't have an answer for that. And I wish I did because, you know, I I did a lot of research after the fact of how I could have prevented this the scam from happening. The obvious one is check your bank statements. That's obvious. Got it. Moving forward. I do that now diligently. But some of the others that are recommended are, you know, outside of also setting up the alerts that we just discussed. But it's like avoid sharing account information over the Internet unless you're using a verified server or a secure server or encrypted server i honestly cannot think of a time that i have shared my bank account information online i mean literally i set up direct deposit with my employer 11 years ago hmm. i get direct deposit I- into that account and that's it so it's not linked or connected or or there's no withdrawals that i've approved through those accounts so it's hard for me to know if that was where I was vulnerable, it's possible, it's possible that I forgot there's a time that I put that information somewhere, but it doesn't seem probable to me. Well,
3: how about someone, it could be a housekeeper, it could be a robber, it could be a dog walker, it could be somebody that came in to fix an appliance in your house, whatever. Is it possible that you had information that was somewhere visible to someone, or at least if they decided to rifle through your drawers, uh, is it possible it happened because someone you didn't know got into your house, or, or did know,
1: or did know and didn't watch the whole time or whatever?
3: Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I didn't interrogate my husband. I probably should have done that first. Um, it, you know, again, it's it's possible. It doesn't seem probable to me only because I consider myself to be quite thoughtful about where I have information. I store all of my private documents information in a, a locked safe, for example. So. I, I tend to be pretty thoughtful, but that doesn't mean I've not been negligent or that there's been unknown parties, you know, in my life, uh, in that and that could be someone doing service work. I just would prefer to think that's not what happened.
3: Is it possible that your credit union was the target of a breach? Were you ever notified by your credit union that they, they had suffered a breach?
0: I no, not in not in this time period. So so maybe before and I never you know might have gotten the notifications that oh yeah okay but didn't think much of it for me personally but in this time window I can't think of a a notification notifying of any kind of data breach
2: a bit of insider knowledge here but didn't you uh, and your husband's apartment get broken into at some point
0: oh that was many years ago yes that was right eight years ago
3: did you have the same account eight years ago
0: I did but um, it was a a, a Russian grab job mm-hmm. broke into our house. I had left my house for work. My spouse, who works from home, was in the bathroom. And someone entered our front door, ran in, grabbed a stack of cash on our, like, entryway table, and then ran out the back door. So uh, none of my information was taken or, or visible. Like I said, it was locked up in, in a safe.
1: The next thing we're going to have you do is Tell us if you have a computer in front of you or a phone.
0: I have both. I have multiple computers.
1: Great, great, great. I want you to go on the web browser of whichever device you can choose and type in Mm -hmm. Mm haveibeenpwned.com. Okay, now when you get there, you're gonna see an interface where you can enter your email address. Yep. Enter the email address associated with your credit union.
0: Got it. Oh no, pwned.
1: Yeah. There's so many ways in which you can be compromised these days that it it does beggar the imagination. And it's why you you really do have to check your accounts all the time.
0: This is humbling. I'm looking at a long list of breaches that I once Well,
3: you're uh, be be comforted in the fact that you're not alone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just about everyone's on there, unfortunately.
1: If you're not Brit and you're listening and you haven't gone on Have I Been Pwned yet, please do go and check your secret email addresses that you still use, but you don't use all the time.
3: You might also want to see as you go through the list of the Have I Been Pwned, whether or not any passwords that you've used on those sites, you reused for your credit union or vice versa. Or you're still using somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: My passwords are all different and separate, and I change them every four to six months. But again, that's things can happen and probably have happened, obviously. Okay.
3: Britt, also check your your cell phone number, because have I been pwned? That's also part of what they do.
1: See if that's in that database.
0: I received this. It says, good news. I have not been pwned by my good. phone good, number. Good
2: good, so. good, 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 good. Mazel tov.
0: All right. That's a We're win. Good.
2: Between keeping your sensitive info and a uh, locked safe not putting your banking information online and not reusing your passwords too that is a bit of a stumper
1: did your husband set up an hsa account without telling you and that money's still there and you have it and now you have
3: double your money
0: doubtful but i could certainly (laughs) ask
3: him so after all of this did you freeze your credit
0: oh um i did not but i did at the Recommendation of my bank. We created a whole new bank account. I transferred all my money into a new bank account. I did check my credit history and there there wasn't any, I I was not aware of any issue. And so they just gave me a whole new checking and savings account.
1: We want credit freezes, Britt. We're not letting you go until you promise us you're going to set up credit freezes.
0: Tell me, educate me. um, Why a credit freeze?
3: Because that means that anyone, including you, can't get access to your credit while it's frozen. Unless it's thawed.
1: The theory is that if you're on Have I Been Pwned and you're you've had you experienced a compromise of the nature which is the one you did, you're vulnerable. And therefore you have to protect not only what you know to be compromised and vulnerable, but things that you have to assume are vulnerable and compromisable. And that's opening new lines of credit. You can still use a credit card, for instance.
3: Yeah.
0: And the freeze yeah, yeah, is indefinite.
1: Yeah, it's when you, you, can, you can unfreeze it whenever you want to. But like if you go to buy a car or a house mm. or you set up a phone, a cell phone will require it. Or you rent a new apartment. Uh, all of those things will require you to unfreeze your credit. But one of the things that you can do if you're listening and you do use credit freezes, is always ask what bureau they're going to check and you just un, you just thaw that account
3: yeah the only time that you you have to thaw all of them is if you're going for a mortgage because they pull all three reports
0: well as a millennial i don't have to worry about that but that was very informative thank you
3: <laughs> okay but
1: the bottom line the takeaway at the end of the day we're leaving here's the little sound of the fife coming up the road with the drummer we're about to go somewhere else for battle it's just check
3: your accounts Got to check your accounts. And if you don't want to go through the agony, and I don't think it's agony, but a lot of people go, really, I don't have the time. Yeah, you do have the time because you won't have the time if you're spending it trying to get yourself out of an identity theft issue or get your money back.
1: No, and also like, just think of it every day as like, you can either do like a Scrooge McDuck and dance and, you know, kind of take a bath in your gold coins, or you can, uh, you know, learn how to deal with the sadness of having a small amount of money in your bank account but the sadness of having a small amount of money in your bank account is nothing compared to the agony as I have to say having an even
3: smaller amount in your yeah, bank or account none, you know, because yeah. someone took it
1: Well thank you so much Brett nice hey, to me meet hi, you everyone. And now it's time for the tinfoil
3: swan our paranoid takeaway to keep you safe online what do we have this week adam well brit's story was an object lesson on why you need to keep an eye on your financial accounts and your credit and that brought to mind a particular kind of account that probably doesn't get checked enough disney plus close i was thinking of retirement accounts
1: yeah no that's that's a good one if you're fortunate enough to have one i mean it's a place where money goes
3: every couple weeks and, you know, you don't really think about it. That means out of sight, out of mind for too many people. If you're only checking your retirement account once in a while, you're going to have to be a very lucky person to catch a compromise.
1: And it's going to be a lot worse as we heard today if you only look every once in a while or during tax season
2: or something like that. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind is that the amount in a retirement account moves with the stock market and that can make suspicious activity a lot harder to spot. Yeah, but don't freak out it
3: just
1: means you need to do more than give it a glance from time to time. You got to look.
3: Absolutely. If someone manages to drain your retirement account, all those years of hard work, all those years of saving, trying to set yourself up for a great future, that all goes down the drain. You, you might be able to get your money back. Yeah, it's possible. Depends on the beats of the crime. But why go through the agony when you could stop it all by just simply paying attention?
1: And that's our tinfoil spot.
2: the hack with adam levin is available wherever you get your podcasts if you like it consider rating us on your favorite podcast service or writing a review it really helps people find the show and makes me so happy
1: what the hack with adam levin is a production of loud
3: tree media it's produced by andrew
2: steven you can find us online at adamlevin.com and on instagram twitter and facebook at adam k levin